Welcome to I Feel Snitty, episode 194, entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? Part 1. I'm your host, Craig Rosnecki. The first of seven scheduled hearings in regard to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol took place last night. Here are my immediate takeaways from it. 1. McCarthyism. In a pre-buttle, House Minority Leader and man voted least likely to be a leader of minorities, Kevin McCarthy, said this of the January 6th committee. It is the most political and least legitimate committee in American history. End quote. This was the GOP strategies from day one. To delegitimize the January 6th committee, it was never about this country's national security or election integrity. It was about politics, politics, politics. Republican leaders knew full well how damning the committee's findings would be, so they immediately went on the defensive, refused to participate in the investigation, and would then label it as a partisan hit job by the Democrats. There was a bicameral commission proposed initially, but it ultimately failed due to Republicans filibustering in the Senate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi then appointed a select committee as a Plan B. So it's pretty rich. McCarthy claims the January 6th committee is the most political and least legitimate in American history. Democratic leaders reached across the aisle to make the committee appear more legitimate and less political, but McCarthy and other Republicans refused. If McCarthy and his ilk want to label the committee as political and illegitimate, that's fine. But they're the reason for that. Also, whether he wants to believe it or not, the committee is technically bipartisan, as Republicans Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and Denver Riggleman are all part of it. This tactic shouldn't surprise me, but it is still flustering. Democratic leaders attempt to solve a problem, Republican leaders refuse, and Republican leaders then blame Democratic leaders for not solving the problem. Number two, faux news. Fox was the only <clears throat> news network to not air the hearing. They instead allowed the likes of Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity to fill the airways with debunked conspiracy theories. I'm not defending Fox's move, but I understand it. From Election Day to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol and beyond, Fox was a key player in spreading disinformation that the 2020 election was stolen by Democrats from Donald Trump. They were essentially complicit in the January 6th attack and are guilty of crimes as a result. So, of course, they're not going to air footage providing further proof of their guilt. No, their strategy has long been to ignore, deflect, project, and, re and repeat. It's no wonder ardent viewers of Fox live in a completely different reality than everyone else. Fox News creates loans. Trademark it. Number three. I beg your pardon? Pennsylvania Representative Scott Perry, among several other GOP members of Congress, apparently asked then-President Donald Trump for pardons due to their involvement in trying to overturn the 2020 election. Okay, so this news shared by Representative Cheney prompts a few questions. One, who are all these congresspeople? Two, why would say congresspeople feel the need to ask for pardons if they knew they hadn't acted illegally? And three, could any of these congresspeople face criminal prosecution as a result? Speaking of which, approximately 820 people affiliated with the January 6th attacks have either already been found guilty in a court of law or their trials are currently pending. To think they all felt Trump would pardon them Yep, yeah, good times. Number four, debunking the bunk. Co-chair Cheney really attacked her opening statement like a prosecutor. 
She thoroughly outlined the committee's plan and provided several snippets of evidence along the way. This included testimony from Attorney General William Barr, Trump's spokes Trump spokesperson Jason Miller, Trump's daughter Ivanka, his top data aide Matt Ozkowski, among others all saying the same thing. There was zero evidence to suggest that the election was stolen, and we informed him of this. We informed Trump of this. The written and video evidence also seemed to suggest that there was nothing riot-like about the attacks. It was organized and planned. The videos also showcased there was nothing touristy about the event. I'll never forget one Trumper in the committee's video, who said he was prepared to do whatever it took to get the job done, that he'd lay down his life if need be. That's what he was there for. If anyone can watch that and, with a straight face, claim the people were there as nothing more than tourists, they need to get placed in a loony bin stat. Also, Trumper after Trumper looked right into the camera and said they were there because Trump directed them. Trump's own tweets were expressed over a megaphone, demanding action. Trump could believe whatever he wants. His followers were there for one reason. They felt he told them to be there and to take action against the Capitol, our Congress, and the Constitution. And right after Trump sent these directives, he hid in his, in his little bunker, as always. Number five, emotion over devotion to commotion. After watching the video shared by documentarian Nick Kastead and listening to the, the testimony provided by Capitol Police Officer Carolyn Edwards, I'm not sure how anyone with a conscience intact could feel anything but teary-eyed and nauseated. It was gripping, anger and tear-inducing, and can never be forgotten. Those void of a conscience may disagree, but they were likely watching Fox Noise anyway. Number six, Hangman. I think the one line which hit me harder than any other was when Ms. Cheney said, quote, Where's the writer's chance to hang Mike Pence, his vice president? The president responded with this sentiment. Maybe our supporters had the right idea. Mike Pence deserves it. End quote. No matter how desensitized I become to Donald Trump's stupefying and vile utterances, this statement still shocked me. Think about it. The then-president of the United States essentially said he felt his very own vice president should be hanged for not illegally overturning a democrat democratically held election. After the election, but prior to the attack on the Capitol, I told a friend of mine that I truly felt if Donald Trump had been re-elected, any semblance of democracy in this country would vanish. He contended I may have been blowing things out of proportion. Then the January 6th attacks took place, and with each passing day, my dire prediction appears progressively more accurate. How far was Donald Trump willing to go to overturn an election? The guy said his own vice president deserved to be fucking hanged for not illegally doing so. And that's it for today's episode. Until next time, you can check me on the Podbean, Twitter, Amazon, Facebook, and Blogger. This has been I Feel Snitty with Craig Resnicki. Take care.